Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time to talk some AFL right now. And uh, Simon Smythe joins us on the line. Simon Smythe, good morning. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Butte. And what a cracking place. The cafe down at Terrigal Surf Club. I'm very <laughs> jealous now that the sun's finally out for a little bit. Yes, mate. We're very, very fortunate that this is our backyard for uh, this, all our office for this morning. And, uh, mate, we're blessed with... It is a little bit cloudy here and overcast, but nevertheless, mate... That's going to burn off. That'll yeah, burn off. Any time you're uh, out, and, <laughs> out and about and amongst it here, and there's plenty of people down here, I've got to say. Smythe, last night, mate, Collingwood versus Bulldogs. Bulldogs clearly way too good after a 3-5 start to the season. They're now 4-5, and five, find themselves sitting in ninth spot. Um, yeah, a really good effort on their, on their part. Yeah, sure was beautiful. The first quarter was the difference in the game. They were up by sort of six or seven goals at quarter time and mm. ended up winning the game by eight goals. But the story for me was really that the Western Bulldogs midfield, they got back near their best with Bailey Smith, the game's best mullet uh, got 41 possessions and Adam yep. Trelaw against his old team, 36 touches and three goals to be best on ground. So for me, it was the midfield. Pelly back, Alex Keith back as the key defender down at fullback for the Bulldogs. They're starting to get some troops back and over the next couple of weeks, Buttes, they've got some very winnable games which should see them turn the season at 5-4 um, and give themselves every chance to sneak into the eight where they can do some real damage. Yeah, oh, look, mate, I'm glad you mentioned the Bulldogs midfield because you talked about Smith, McRae, Liberatore, over 30 disposals, uh, each and every one of them. And then obviously the former uh, Collingwood player, uh, Adam Trelaw, uh, who was big for the Dogs, 36 touches and three goals, uh, a massive performance on his part. Yeah, and the Bulldogs, that's their strong suit, their midfield, and they get so much of the ball, and they, they use it in such a, a different way to most other teams where they're very uncontested, they share the ball around, and when the Bulldogs are at their best, they spread for the, from the contest. So they win the ball in close, and they spread quickly, and they've got some key weapons up forward, in particular Aaron Norton, who's one of the best key forwards in the competition. And once again, over the next couple of weeks, they will get some key forwards back as well. With Josh Bruce, did an ACL towards the end of last season. He'll be back towards the back end of the season. So I think the Bulldogs just need to keep winning enough games now to give themselves a chance of making the eight, knowing that they'll have close to their best team come August, September. So, yeah, mm. exciting times for Bulldogs fans after a pretty slow start to the season. So yeah. you're saying they could be a smoky at the other end of the season there, Simon? I think they could, Brownie. And when they won the flag back in 2016, they actually finished seventh. So they're a team that's quite experienced in being able to do it the hard way, I guess. And if you look at their injury list, they've got probably eight or nine of their best 22 out at the moment. Um, and they're still able to hang in there and just win enough games to get through. So absolutely, I think I think the competition, other than Melbourne at the moment, is so even that any team from within the eight could get up and challenge for a grand final spot. So yes, if the Bulldogs get on a run and get their best 18 back out on the field, they're absolutely a chance to, yeah, cause a bit of damage in the finals. 
Other games to chat about, West Coast v Melbourne. We've got the Swannies v Essendon, Carlton, uh, GWS. They take on Hawks, Richmond. But what about this mouth-watering affair, Saints and Geelong? Yeah, that's the one I'll be watching um, later on this afternoon. That's, <laughs> look, St Kilda and Geelong have had a great rivalry. Since they sort of brought up in the early to mid-2000s, they both had really young lists coming through and played in that classic grand final uh, back in 2009 as well where, where Geelong got up uh, in, a, in a rainy game. So, look, that'll be a fantastic game. Geelong, uh, they just, even though they're an older team, they just keep winning enough games to to be right up there at the pointy end of the ladder at the right time of the season. So tipping Geelong, St Kilda have been a little bit up and down the last two weeks, have lost their last two. I'm tipping them to lose three in a row and Geelong to maintain their push into the top four. Mate, speaking of losing games in a row, uh, unfortunately GWS uh, have, I think they're on the back of six, six. losses in a row now. Uh, and Leon Cameron uh, has decided to step down. This will be his last game against Carlton, who are in fourth spot at the moment and doing a fabulous job. But uh, GWS, what's it appears the wheels have fought off a little bit, mate. Yeah, it, it's really concerning for the Giants. They've got such a talented list, Buttes, and, and they just, obviously, 2019, they made the grand final. They've won finals in five seasons um, under Leon Cameron's nine, mm. nine-and-a-half-year tenure. So they've been a really successful team, but haven't been able to crack it for the big one through Richmond's dominance uh, there over the last few years. So... Yeah, a bit, of, a bit of a concern. Leon Cameron, you know, he said during the week that if you're only 99% in as a senior coach, you're not all in it and you need to step away. So he's done a magnificent job, um, not only building this team, but building up a club in Western Sydney where, you know, it's obviously dominated by rugby league. So he's done a great job. Um, the Giants, I think, have got Carlton at a good time. Carlton's real weaponry this year has been their key forwards in Harry Mackay and Charlie Kernow. And Harry Mackay's gone down during the week with a knee injury, needs surgery and is out for six weeks. So I actually think the Giants can win this one, Buttes. And, um, you know, at home, Sunday afternoon, Giants Stadium in Homebush, I'm hoping that they really rise to the occasion for Leon Cameron's last game and leave nothing out on the field. Um, mm. And, yeah, put a bit of a dent into Carlton's top four hopes. Simon, before we get your thoughts on the Swans-Essendon clash, mate, because uh, we haven't spoken for a while, I'd love to get your thoughts about where you put Buddy Franklin in the list of all-time greats. Oh, anyone who can kick a 1,000 goals and in the you know 150-plus years of the, of the game of AFL, VFL, there's only been six. So I guess that, that shows the, I guess, uh, prestige in which Buddy is, um, you know, stands with and... You know, it's just a remarkable achievement. A thousand goals in a time where the big forwards don't kick that many goals. You go back to mm. the Dunstalls and the Lockets and the Ablets when they were kicking 120, 130 goals a season. You know, that was the full forwards were one out. They had the whole 50 to themselves, and they, you know, very often kicked five to eight goals a game. So for Buddy to come in in an era where kicking 40 plus goals is a really good achievement for a key forward. He's done a remarkable job. And, and Brownie, I actually don't think, um, unless football changes in the future generations and the game goes back to being more open, higher scoring, you know, more one-out full forwards, I actually don't think we'll see another player in AFL history kick a 1,000 goals. So wow. it's not only his output around, you know, the 1,000 goals itself, it's the way that he does it. And if you go to the SCG, every time he goes near the ball, the crowd is just a buzz. It's just... <laughs> 
does things on the footy field that other people simply can't do as a six foot six player. Um, he is remarkable and will be a Hall of Fame and legend of the game. Yeah, you know what I love about Buddy Fung? Not only is you know, he can kick goals, but his athleticism, mm. um, that ability, and he's probably his kicking style is very unique. He just tends to get that little arc in his run up and just swing that left foot around, and gee, when he <laughs> kicks it, it stays kicked. And those scenes that we saw at the SEG are probably scenes we're not going to see for you know possibly ever again in relation to yeah. you know the fans coming out. And I think the game was delayed for some thirty odd minutes or whatever yep. it may have been. Just absolutely an amazing phenomenal. sight, though, wasn't oh, it? It was incredible. And people were out there before he actually the ball went and left his boot, which was the funny yet, mate. The the Swans they take on uh, Essendon. Uh, it should be you would think a relatively uh, well, I won't say an easy game, but uh, a game that they'll be going into uh, looking to collect, collect, or collect the four points. Yeah, they're going to um, assert themselves as finalists again and real challenges this year again. Butte. So Swans need to win this game, and you know they've dropped the last two, and and you know in a worrying sign for the Swans, both those two games have been at the SCG. So mm. normally the SCG is an absolute fortress for the Swans. So hoping for a massive crowd tonight, hoping the rain stays away. Swans Essendon clashes, guys, have been such awesome games over many years. And I, I look back to 1996 when Tony Lockett kicked that point after the siren in the prelim final against Essendon at the SCG to send the Swans in a 96 grand final. There's been just a rivalry between the teams, um, you know, since that point. And there's been, look, I can think of nine or ten games over the last 20 years which have been uh, wins to either team by under 10 points. So looking for probably a close one this game. Essendon's last quarter where they kicked nine goals to run over the top of Hawthorne last week was really impressive, but their season has been pretty ordinary. So the Swans just need to get back on the winner's books. It doesn't matter how they do it tonight, but they need to get their hands dirty, they need to win contested footy, um, and they just need to get the four points tonight. So, yes, absolutely tipping the Swans to get back on the winner's list, but won't be surprised because uh, if it's a close game because these two teams seem to fight it out that way most seasons. Okay, mate, we're closing in on news time, so we better get your thoughts on Richmond v. The Hawks. Uh, Richmond for mine, Dusty Martin back. Uh, Richmond in the eight, um, another smoky to really go hard at the end of the season. So Richmond for mine, Brownie. Yep, and finally, West Coast and Melbourne. Now, uh, oh. we, we can tip you. We know what you're going to go with here. How much start do you give yeah, the West Coast, mate? How much start? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think the number starts with two buttes. I think we're looking in the 200s here. It's, uh, oh. you know, and... and, and West Coast have lost uh, Shannon Hearn and Andrew Gaff, two of their, you know, premier players as well, to add to their list. So, look, Melbourne, it just depends how complacent they are. They'll win, um, and they'll yeah. win comfortably. It's just pick the margin. Simon Smythe joining us for a chat, all things AFL. Thank you, mate, for uh, being part of Saturdays on the Coast on SEN this morning. Always great to chat. Thanks, guys.